Hi there, my name is Vinny, I am a Matthews engineer, and in this episode we will take a look at metal phase identification. I have been telling you about many things, and one of them that I often mention is metal phases. I was wondering if it's too complicated to explain through a podcast, so I'll try to do it and I hope that you'll be a good explanation. To exemplify it, if you had a laser and pointed it against a mirror, you might have done this before. The reflection of the laser beam will be reflected at the same angle that it gets into the mirror. I mean, this angle is the one between the mirror surface and the laser beam. So, if you move the laser upward or downward, its reflection will also move and shows us that the reflection is not affected by the angle of entry or exit. In our case, the metal or the alloy will be the mirror. Don't forget it. Okay, uh, we know that materials, especially metals, because I am a metallurgist, crystallize into organized structures. As I have already mentioned in some episodes, there are the BCC, FCC, HCP, and many other structures. For those that don't remember, these are the crystalline structures, the way that the atoms within the network will be organized. Refreshing, consider a cube for BCC structure. There is an atom at each corner and one at the center of the cube. Rather, for FCC, there is an atom at the center of each face and an atom at each corner. So each crystal structure will have a cube edge called lattice parameter. If you do want to remember these concepts, I suggest you to listen to the third episode. Continuing, this crystalline structure, I mean phases, can be identified easily by the XRD technique, the X-ray diffraction analysis. Mm, I, I know it sounds hard, but it's kind of easy when things are interesting. To produce X-ray, this technique uses electrons, which are emission against a target, for example, a copper target which loses some electrons of its network, and because of that, it will emit a specific X-ray wavelength due to the electron decay from a high energy state to a low energy state. I won't go for it because you might be bored right now. <laughs> Note that for the laser beam I use the term reflected, and for X-ray, diffracted. They seem to be the same, but physically speaking, they're not. I suggest you to Google it. Hey, sorry for interrupting, but don't forget to like this episode and the podcast on your favorite platform. I'd love if you could share it with your friends and family. Besides, if you have any questions or are wondering about a subject, send me an email that is in the description of the podcast. Using this X-ray, it is possible to distinguish the phases, as I mentioned. You remember that in the last episode we compared books as layer of atoms, don't you? So let's keep this in mind and remember that there are many atoms distributed regularly within each layer. If it's not clear, imagine that each atom is like a pool ball and you put them side by side in a straight line. Imagine now you have 10 lines like this one and now you have a layer of atoms. Voila. Now 
we have as many layers as we want with as many atoms as we want. So they are organized, right? As in our example, the X-ray beam is directed to the sample being diffracted in, in specific angles, which are solved by the Bragg's law. This law is a mathematical expression n multiplied by lambda equal 2 multiplied by d multiplied by sine theta, where n is the diffraction order, lambda the wavelength, in your case it could be the copper one, d is the interplanar distance, for us the distance between two layers of atoms or two books, and theta the angle that the beam will be diffracted. Remember the laser angle of entry and exit. To simplify, let's consider n, the diffraction order, as 1. And because of the apparatus, we know the wavelength and the angles they are being measured. The only variable that we don't know is d, the distance between the layers of atoms. Now, as I said, the X-ray beam will be diffracted in specific angles that are solved by this equation. Each angle gives us one value of the variable d. Now, considering the BCC and FCC crystal structures, these d values can be used to find the lattice parameter, the cube edge of each crystal structure, by the correlation between them. For these two crystal structures, the correlation between d and the lattice parameter are the same, but know that different crystal structures have different correlations, which can be tougher for more complex crystal structures. Finally, these correlations are linked to the Miller indices, HKL, which give the crystallography planes, and are different to all the crystal structures. If you check the diffraction pattern of the BCC iron with the diffraction pattern of the FCC iron, there are 3 and 4 peaks respectively. So each peak means one planar distance. I hope you have enjoyed. Thanks for listening. See you in the next episode.